There are over a million people crammed into Gaza, southernmost city of Rafah. This afternoon, they're bracing themselves for an attack by Israeli soldiers who continue their offensive in the Gaza Strip. Aid agencies and members of the international community have warned that Israel's planned offensive will result in thousands of civilian casualties. We'll hear from MSF in a moment. This morning, Israel's Prime Minister Benjamin Netanyahu spoke to ABC News presenter Jonathan Karl about the planned invasion. You've directed the Israeli Defence Forces to evacuate uh, Rafa in advance of this ground invasion. There's an estimated 1.4 million people in that area right now, and, and as the as the Germ- German that, foreign minister said, why. they can't they can't they can't just disappear. Where are they supposed to go? No, well, the, the areas that we've cleared north of Rafa are uh, plenty of areas there, but uh, we are working out a detailed plan to do so, and that's what we've done up to now. We're not. Uh, uh, we're not cavalier about this. This is part of our war effort to get civilians out of harm's way. It's part of Hamas's effort to keep them in harm's way. But we've so far succeeded and we're going to succeed again. Those who say that under no circumstances should we enter Rafah are basically saying, lose the war, keep Hamas there. That was Israel's Prime Minister Benjamin Netanyahu speaking to ABC News in the United States this morning. Kim Gupta is World Affairs Editor with the London Independent. I asked him earlier if Israel's plan to move Palestinian refugees north of Rafa was realistic. Well, we're talking about, um, as the ABC presenter pointed out, 1.4 million people. That's half of what's left of Gaza's population. And they've already, most of them, had to move not just once, but two or three times. Now, the the, the premise of moving 1.4 million people in, a, in an area which is already devastated and where, let's not forget, aid isn't really getting through, uh, is a monumental task. And it would be incredible if this is achieved before the, the attack that Mr Netanyahu threatens takes place. How then are we likely to see this this uh, purported ground offensive playing out? Well, the, Mr. Netanyahu uh, is determined this has to continue, and, and it is true that um, uh, even sort of after four months of the war, uh, the Israelis have, have probably killed uh, or captured uh, no more than a quarter of the Hamas fighters, which itself is a, is a big problem, of course, for the Israeli government. They have also not managed to kill or capture the two. Hamas leaders in uh, Gaza, Sinwar and Mohammed Diaf. So, you know, so from the from the pledges that Mr. Netanyahu made at the beginning of the offensive, you know, these obviously he feels he needs to fulfil. Now, if the attack takes place in on on Rafa, the last refuge now for Palestinians, and if the population hasn't been evacuated, it seems very unlikely they all will be then the result would be, as many world leaders have pointed out, you know, dire. Now, one scenario would be that there would be a, a mass uh, attempt by panicked people to go into the relative safety of Egypt. Now, we know, of course, the Egyptians are uh, strengthening their defences. They're sending troops down there. Um, you know, they don't want the Palestinians going in there. Um, that's one scenario. The other scenario is that uh, the Israelis do manage to evacuate everyone out of Rafa, 1.4 million people, and it becomes a, a battleground just between them and Hamas. Or the third scenario, uh, which of course is what is causing so much concern around the world from every 
country taking interest in this is, is there will be you know, quite severe casualties. Since this war began, Israel has been attempting, its stated objective is to wipe out Hamas and also, though, to root out its its network of tunnels used to smuggle weapons into Gaza. I mean, is is that the primary objective of invading Rafah, to try to get at that network of tunnels, Rafah being the place that those tunnels are most likely to be? Well, the tunnels are, are not just in Rafa; they are um, all, 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 all under Gaza, as we now know. They also extend from Gaza to other areas. Now, um, we don't know how many tunnels the Israelis have um, destroyed so far. They, they say they've destroyed a, a fair number. Uh, but, of course, you know, in, in the tunnels, not only have you got uh, Hamas fighters, you've also got... 135 Israeli hostages who are still alive. So the other great worry uh, is, is that the remaining hostages may become casualties of, of this uh, offensive as well as mm. as Hamas. Um, m- much of the rest of Gaza, uh, as we've been discussing, has been has been devastated. Um, Rafah was the last relatively safe area for the people of Gaza. Is the invasion of Rafah, if it goes ahead, is is it likely to be the last part of this campaign by Israel? Are we nearing the end of Israel's war on Gaza um, once uh, and if the, the invasion of, of Rafah goes ahead? Well, Gaza, I mean, South have been there many times, is, is remarkably small. So there aren't really that many places left for ground offensives to, to take place. So theoretically, you know, Rafa would be the last place. Um, you know that that would be the place, as Mr. Netanyahu says, where uh, you've got four battalions of Hamas who needs to be uh, eliminated. But of course, we've also seen just in the last few weeks increased Hamas activities to the north of Gaza. This is the area which was cleared a long time ago, supposedly. That again shows that perhaps. Um, <clears throat> Uh, not all the tunnels have been destroyed, and Hamas remain active to an extent. But you're absolutely right. In a, the, I mean, theoretically, Rafa would be the the last battle in this latest Gaza war. That was Kim Singupta, World Affairs editor with the London Independent, speaking to me earlier. The aid agency MSF, Doctors Without Borders, has warned of a deepening humanitarian catastrophe if Israel proceeds with its ground offensive in Rafah, where there are, as we've been hearing, 1.4 million refugees. Mani Nikolai is the general director of MSF. She's been telling me about the situation in Rafah at the moment. Yes, Rafah has become uh, an enormous refugee camp. Uh, normally, they live like 250,000, 300,000 people. The people of Gaza have been ordered several times to leave first the north, then the middle area, then the place uh, that's called Khan Yunis. And now over a million people uh, are camping, basically, around Rafah with not enough services. We know it, not enough food, not enough water, not enough medical services. And people are living in makeshift shelters, in tents. Uh, it's winter and uh, and ground offensive have been announced and that is really impossible. Yes, and considering the concentration of people who are in Rafa, as you say, over a million people, what is the likely result of that ground offensive going to be? There is no way that a ground offensive 
and fighting uh, will be they will be able to mitigate deaths in the civilian people. It's impossible. It's too crowded. There are no, not enough buildings to hide in. People live in makeshift tents. Uh, so bombing is already happening, air attacks, I mean. Uh, but now if ground offensives uh, will happen, uh, it, it will be a massacre. Tell me about the medical facilities that, that remain operational in Gaza right now. So there's less and less hospitals uh, operational, uh, for sure in the north, uh, almost inexistent. We have still uh, some Palestinian staff that remained in the north uh, in a hospital, but they're running completely out of supplies. So we're trying the impossible to, to try to bring them supplies, but it's, it's, it's really, really difficult. Then uh, in the middle area, there's a hospital uh, still functioning, two, I believe, but one that we are working. We had to leave it in early January. We're trying to go back, uh, but also uh, very complicated. Then there is the European hospital uh, that the ICRC is uh, working in, and we are supporting some clinics in Rafa as well as some outpatient uh, services. But it's way too low. We know that we have uh, estimations from uh, the Ministry of Health of over 60,000 wounded uh, with a decreasing number of services. Are any medical supplies getting in? Some medical supplies are getting in. Uh, We have been able to get some medical supplies in. Uh, But of course, it's not enough. There's not enough care. Uh, The wounds are getting infected. People don't have enough food. People don't have enough water. Uh, Not enough hygiene. Those those must be getting close to being impossible conditions for for doctors to work in. Yes, we have been... Uh, we had to leave already nine facilities because the fighting was coming too close or the hospital was attacked. Um, so we are at our limit. We're still trying. We're still trying to, and we continue to give some health care. But what we're able to do is a drop in the ocean, in, in fact. And then we have uh, this, this possibility, this likelihood of a, a ground offensive in, in Rafa. W- what is required now from the international community? What does the response need to be from, from the, the, the countries who are watching in on, on what is happening? We need a ceasefire. We need a sustained ceasefire. It really, we have called for this already for more than a month. But now with this ground offensive being announced, the international community has to put pressure to really stop now the fighting. That was Mani Nikolai, the General Director of MSF Doctors Without Borders, speaking to me earlier.